Generated Podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed part one of the draft analysis where Derek and I dug into six of the fantasy hockey teams in our league. Um, Stay tuned here for part two, uh, where we will analyze and grade the remaining six teams. Um, Okay, let's move on. Uh, How about Doofaloof? What were your thoughts there? Doofaloof, okay. Yeah, Doofaloof, Mr. Chef. Is he going to change his name? Is it still going to be Chef Boy or KD? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Fair enough. Either way, I was a fan of his Ragdoll pick. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and you got him round one, didn't he? He did, and that's the thing. What what I liked about it was, like, he had no first-round pick with, like, what, 48 hours to go for the draft? Yeah. And he ended up with the eighth overall pick. And for me, Radulov was, like, the second-rated fantasy player. Third-rated fantasy player, so the game with the eighth round, like, he got value there. So that's pretty good. Definitely. And and uh, a little bit of pressure on Doof. As he with this draft, as he uh, like you said, did some wheeling and dealing forty eight hours before to acquire draft picks, which is a good move. We obviously had to give stuff up to get them, uh, but yep. then but then if you but if those draft picks just fucking are shit, then then it's a then it's a real terrible terrible trade. Um, but I agree that, with you. Yeah, that was the thing for him. I can't, I can't see Radulov being bad. Like he he'll. He's in a great situation in Dallas. He was great last year, great uh, the year before. Since he's come back from KHL, he's been solid. He was solid before he went to the KHL. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm for it. Shooter, goal scored, sort of does it all. Um, I'm glad we're in agreement there. Yeah, God. Uh, who did I have for Duke? Okay, yeah. I really liked uh, uh, William Nylander in the second round. Uh-huh. So, Thanks, Nick. Again, this was the 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 another high pressure one for Doof because uh, that was the one. Yeah, he got the yeah Mike Ray Nielsen. Oh yeah, I traded. He got that one for uh, Freddie Anderson from me, um, and then uh, I got that with the Nick Backstrom deal from Squashy. Anyway, he he gets uh, Nylander with the fifth pick in the second round. Nylander, after being drafted in his rookie season. Looked like well, he was kept in our league. Like he was a bona fide keeper, future superstar in this league. Uh, he had the he whole kept Grammy, right? Grammy. Yeah, I think Graham kept him. I think Clarky might have kept him, or maybe I. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember. I think I drafted him as a rookie. Uh, he had a lot of hype as like the best player not in the NHL. He was he had a great rookie season, um, and I can't. Yeah, it might be second or third year that that he had the the infamous holdout last year. So not only did he miss, God, a third of the season, I think he started playing in December, uh, but he came back and he just, it, that's hard to do. That's hard to just take that much time off while everyone else is competing against NHL players night in, night out, and then you just try to just slide right in there. And it took him months to get back up to everyone else's uh, pace. And by the time he did that, the sort of season is toast fantasy wise for him. Um, it's true. But, you know, this year he's, he, he's under contract. That's all behind him. Um, I wonder if he was giving Marner any advice during that whole thing. <laughs> like, fuck, trust me. Trust me, Mitch. They'll buckle. They'll buckle. Sure, they'll pay you. They'll pay you. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. Yeah, they're a bunch of bitches. They'll buckle. Um, <laughs> or maybe that was one of Marner's thoughts that he didn't want to. 
sit out a couple months like uh, Nylander did, and then and then come in and be uh, like have the timing off and and and, and not be up to game shapes shape speed. I, but it had to have factored in on both sides, right? Like they that definitely oh, cost money. Um, if I was the agent, I'd be smart enough, like the agents for Marner, I'd be like, listen, look what happened to Nylander. You, do you want that to happen to Marner? Exactly. Give but, him his money. Let's get this going. Yeah. I would just like write down Nylander's stats on a piece of paper and just slide them across the table. I wouldn't even say anything. Um, just, just constantly text. Just texting, do this to numbers like every day. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I like that pick in the second round. He he could definitely be a potential keeper, and he's got a great situation playing in the top six in in, in Toronto. He'll probably slide in playing with Austin Matthews, uh, and, and and he'll get some quality power play time as well. Um, what didn't you like about Kevin Dufa's draft? Uh so. For me, um, Drew Doughty was someone that kind of stuck out for me. Just mm. because it kind of fits with what you're saying about good hockey players, not good fantasy players. Right. Drew Doughty's like like arguably a top five NHL defenseman. But he's not exactly a fantasy beast sort of thing. And yeah. he didn't exactly like the league on fire last season with a bad team. Uh-huh. And I like, don't think they've gotten much better. In fact, they I, I feel they've probably gotten worse. So I don't expect Dowdy to do well and to get him in the fourth round when there's like better fantasy options mm-hmm. seemed like a bit of a reach there. Yep. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I love him as a real life hockey player. Again, yeah, it's it's tough to just looking at his career numbers. It, I think he's had a couple of good seasons uh, fantasy wise, but you can ask JE. He, he's always wanted to keep him and he loves him, but he uh, just always disappoints. I, I'm not sure if you uh, follow or heard the last episode of Spitting Chicklets with Mike Richards. Did you hear that? You know what? I haven't yet. Burke and uh, Burke's been telling me to get on that, so I, I got to get on that. It's a very good one with uh, Mike Richards, but he tells a story of how uh, just what a phenom of a player. Drew Doughty was, and the first time we played with him, he ended up playing with him in, uh, with the Kings later. But first time we played with him was um, on the Olympic team in Vancouver, and they were saying that first of all, this was fun to hear that because there was like three days between every game, that after every single game, the players ripped it up and partied every after every game, and uh, and then for the last gold medal game, uh, Drew Doughty slept in and. Uh, and then couldn't get a cab and had to walk from Olympic Village to to uh, Rogers Arena there through like around uh, around False Creek there and like got got there ten minutes before uh, they they had to be ready and then everyone like there was panic in the room like where the fuck is Drew Doughty and then he showed up and he so so Richards was laughing like you almost slept in for the gold medal game well he was twenty he was like twenty years old but like still. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. What was your draft? I love him more for that. Yeah, me too. I think it's even cooler. Uh, I my least favorite. Uh, I thought Dufa had a very good draft uh, overall. So it was sort of hard to to pick and choose. Uh, yeah, I I said worst pick just for because I had a hard time. Uh, Perry and Getzlaff in uh, round twelve. I know it's the last mm-hmm. round. I thought it was a little bit comical. They used to be fantasy uh, royalty, those two. 
Um, yeah. And now they uh, both, at least they both got drafted. But they, uh, but yeah, in the final round of our draft, Perry and Getzlaff go. Uh, Dukes had Getzlaff for years, so probably that was a bit of a um, sort of a, one of the, I don't want to call it a homer pick, but I think you know what I mean. A sentimental pick. Yeah, yeah. Sentimental pick, good choice. Yeah, and uh, but I think the reason why I'm a little bit critical of those is I feel like in those final rounds, those are I want someone that it just has a chance at a crazy good upside, and I have no problem dropping if it if that if if that upside doesn't pan out or I don't even get a sniff of it early, then I could then I have no problem cutting bait. With guys like Getzlaff and Perry, it's like, all right, I'm going to look at their last year's stats and just chop off 10 points or 5 points off those, and that's probably what I'm going to get. So it's not, right. yeah, it's like if they're if you're buying a lottery ticket, the, the jackpot on those guys is pretty low. Um, so that's why I'm critical of, but, not, but overall, very good draft, uh, I thought. What was your grade for, for Doof? So I, I think you kind of verbalize exactly what I was thinking in regards to his picks in general. I gave him a B minus. Okay. Just because I thought his, his draft was solid. I didn't think at you know, something like uh for example, he just hit get slap. Like there's gonna be no real boom risk. Like he is who he is and uh-huh. you know, he's gonna probably get around like just he played it was safe choices generally. And I you know, you, there, there's value to that, but there's no one really there that excited me. Yeah, I hear you. I gave him a B plus. I, I was pretty impressed okay. overall. With uh, I think that's a combo of of me really not finding one that I really disliked, and also his uh, his his, his pre wheeling and dealing and coming through uh, with those picks. So uh, I think a pretty good job by Doof overall. Um, Okay, let's move on. We talked about him, talked about him, talked about him, talked about him. Okay, we're saving. Okay, how about uh, our commissioner, Josh Mammon? Mr. Stacking Chips, yeah. Yeah, Stacking Chips. What are your thoughts there? So, yeah, for me, best pick, Ryan Ellis. Oh, I love that one, too. I have that written down. Yeah. 11th round for someone who's about to take up all of P.K. Subban's time is just a steal. Absolutely. And he was good with Subban in there. Yep. He, yep. He, for me, like, that's early pick of the year. Like, my, my favorite for pick of the year is Ryan Ellis. That might be the Morgan Riley of last year. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good call. Really good call there. Yeah, I, I, I've owned him as sort of that, that defenseman that's on waivers and then picked him up. And he's been great. He's been great owning a guy like that. So, uh the relatively young dude as well should be better, and 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 really good point by you that that uh, that he's going to be uh, taking that ice time that uh, void left by PK. Yeah, no, I couldn't like honestly. You you want to keep uh, you don't want to be blowing up people's heads too much, but like Mammon hit this one out of the park. Yes, nice pick, Mammon. I, uh, I I I wrote down another one as well. Uh, in addition to Ellis, I really like Trocheck in the sixth round. Mm. I feel like he is the type of dude that, like, he had a bad year last year. He got hurt. Um, I believe that you and Derek, or you and uh, Burke, uh, he was one of your one-two picks with uh, Huberdeau there. Um, 
Yeah. So, you know, you could refer to him as an almost first overall type of guy. Uh, gets a lot of shots. Um, and also, with that strong line one in Florida, he'll get a lot of... Uh, or, he'll, like, he'll be against, like, the the not the top best defensive pair. Uh, he's also got Mike Hoffman to play with. So, so no slouch there with, with line mates and talent. Um, yeah, and, and sixth round, I think, is pretty low for, for a guy that was marked to have a, a breakout year last year. So it's it's funny, those guys, that, that, that were like, all right, this is the year for that guy, and then it doesn't happen, and then we just sort of write him off. We're like, oh, well, fuck him. But, but really, that potential, I think, is still there. So I think it, the sixth round is really good value. And honestly, you, I feel like you're going to be right. And for that reason, I didn't pick him as my best pick because we picked him second overall last year and it blew up in our face. So right. if he does explode this year, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no doubt. No doubt. Fuck, that would just be very mammon-esque, you know? Fuck. Um, it would be accurate. Yeah, that would be. That would be. Uh, what didn't you like from Josh Mammon? Uh... Jakub Voracek. Okay. So, yeah, no, the you know, former former member of Degeneration Generation Vets yeah. for uh that, that historical trade that we'll never speak of. Yep. Um, just the past couple of years it just like it's been a steady decline for him. Totally. And like I just don't see that stopping, especially if you look right now he's not playing with Drew. So uh-huh. he, he's not paired off with the guy that really feeds off him, and you take him in the second round while he's declining. That's just the value's not there. Yes, I agree. I thought it was a bit of a um, sort of drafting on past performance rather than potential performance. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, I guess we all draft on past performance to some extent. But uh, I totally agree. I totally agree. If he's not playing with that top line and specifically uh, Claude Giroux, I think he, his uh, his value drops off a off a cliff. So second round, maybe a little too high. Uh, I didn't like Koskinen uh, in round four. Uh, they brought in Mike Smith into Calgary. Um, I feel like those guys will battle back and forth for for starts um, all year. I know that Mammon, it's a weird situation in, in Alberta there where Mike Smith went from Calgary to Calgary to Edmonton and Talbot went from, like they weren't traded, were they? Or were they free agent signings? I don't think that they were traded. No, they're free agent signs. They literally just like their contracts are up and then swap cities. Swaps, yeah, swapped Alberta cities. So that's weird. But uh, but yeah, and 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 both cities have similar sort of uh, goalie platoons, if you want to call them that. Um, the one yeah. di- the one difference being is that Edmonton just can't seem to get their shit together for uh, with the rest of the players in front of them, save Drysaddle and McDavid. Uh, so I, I I think that uh, Koskinen, you know, he, he'll, he'll have a low uh, ceiling for wins. Uh, but, um, yeah, maybe a little too high in, in round four there for Mammon. But overall, I yeah, thought, not a degree. but overall, I think he had a pretty good draft. I gave him a B. What did you give him? I gave him a B minus. Okay. So, yeah, we're roughly about the same. It was, yeah, I thought overall he did okay. He had some great later picks. 
just uh, some of the earlier ones, uh, you know, like you said, doubling down on Koskinen was a little questionable, but totally, it's DTM apparently. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Simon. Simon, Simon, uh, Simon. Yeah, let's move on to Simon. Okay, Simon, our host uh, of the draft. Thanks again, Simon. Um, okay, what uh, what was some of your favorite or your favorite pick of of uh, Mr. Lawrence's? So I, I actually enjoyed Gustav Nightness. So that was the thing. Like for me, when I'm saying this, like it's not like I think Nightness is going to replace Panarin's 80 points and 20 plus power play points. But what he will do is like put a good dent in it. So yeah, the key to this here is like he's going to be getting all that time and space that or all that time, power play time that Panarin was getting. And also, for that matter, Duchesne, right? So, like, they've got to – someone's got to score a goal. Someone's got to get points. And if Tony and Corey's bet on Dubois is right, well, then that just means Nyquist is a steal. So Totally. And he maybe he's the type of guy uh, – He like, Detroit was shitty for years, and he, he always did all right with uh, – what, being you know one of the top three players on on Detroit, and then last year got traded to the Sharks and turns into more of a depth guy, like a lot more talent on San Jose there and didn't really shine. So maybe going back to a situation where he's the man uh, will like with that increased ice time uh, and an opportunity that you mentioned there. Maybe that'll be uh, a nice little turnaround for him. He's a talented hockey player, that's for sure. Very much so. Yeah, no, it, I think when it comes down to it, in San Jose, they had so much there. You, you can't you can't have 12 top six forwards, so you got to play the role, especially when you want to win a cup. Now he's the man there, and I think he's going to you know score a few more points there. It's funny how we can like we can sort of talk ourselves into anything. Like I remember when, when Nyquist got traded to San Jose. It's like, oh, fuck, he's going to be playing with Couture. And, oh, God, doesn't matter what line he's on. Look at the talent there. That's great for him. But then, and then it's like, okay, he leaves San Jose to goes to Columbus. It's like, look at all the ice time he's going to get. He's going to fill that void, you know. So, but uh, uh, he's going to he's going to turn into a shot blocker, and I'm going to be eating my words. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, for Simon, I really liked um, uh, Ryan Johansson uh, in, in round six. I uh, thought that that was quite a good pick. Uh, former keeper of uh, Dave and Cody's, um, Johansson in Nashville. He, he, I don't think he, he'll he'll have that. He had that potential of a superstar, but he's now just sort of established himself as a bona fide star in the league. Um, he also did something pretty cool. Did Did you see what he did in the preseason? No. He scored. Uh, I think he scored two goals in back to back overtimes. And I don't know if he did it in the first one, but he for sure did it in the second one. After scoring, he just went, he's, he did like a walk-off. Like he skated around and just skated right to the bench and right down the tunnel. No celebration, no, and the get like game over. I just ended the game. I'm wow. going to take my gear off. And uh, so it's a new move. It's a new celebration. So I respected that. But I think that that's a nice solid pick uh, in, in round six for Simon. Um, who didn't you like for uh, for Simon's draft? 
So just so I can directly conflict with what you said, oh, Ryan Johansson. Finally, we have one. Okay, there we go. We, yeah, so Ryan Johansson should be, for me, like, he should be a 70.1C, right? Like, national staff, they've got elite wingers, and Johansson should be feeding to these wingers for at least 70 points. However, now with Duchesne there, he's a 2C, likely not playing with Forsberg or Arvidsson, you're probably looking at a 50, 55-point guy. Um, if that, and that's the thing, like, what he, he's not a 1C, probably low-end 2C, and using, like, a six-rounder on 2Cs, for me, seems a little bit high. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that a bet might be appropriate here between you and me. Uh, yeah. Now, we need to come up with an over-under for... Uh, for, for what, uh, for his what point production or ranking? How do you want to do it? Yeah, yeah. No, let's. Uh, well, how many points do you think he gets? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you're gonna let me pick the uh, pick the number? So, then, no, no. So whatever you think it. So what do you think his his like? What do you think he's gonna get? I think he's gonna get more around fifty. Okay. So, seven, so we I, have to find what I would have said. Is. Like to be honest, I would have said uh, I would have said seventy, maybe seventy, yeah, yeah, maybe seventy, sixty-five, seventy. Okay. Um, okay. I'm I'm actually looking on NHL.com. They have a point pro- uh, point projection thing. So why don't we take that number yeah. and then see where we want to go from there? I just have to find. Sure, it. Uh, let's, let's do that. Joe Joe Hansen. All right. <laughs> wow. I was gonna say okay. So I was gonna say sixty-five. Uh, and then you said 50. Um, yeah. So NHL.com has them at 57, exactly between us. So Okay. Let, so, so let's, so let's call it 57. Let's call it 57. 57 is a tie for us. Uh, 57 is a tie. Yeah. So I got 58 and up, and you got 56 and below. How much are we betting? You got it. Uh, 50 bucks. 50 bucks. You're in. Okay. Uh, yeah. beautiful, beautiful, good one. I was, God, we were in lockstep there. I was hoping that we'd have a disagreement that we could, hey, uh, you know, we needed a disagreement. We, we Actually, needed we one. Off, Andy. How Finally. about Panarin? What's that? How, how about Panarin on what? the line? <laughs> that's the, that's the trade I give you Panarin? Yeah. If, no. Yeah. No. no. Okay. 50 bucks oh. it is. Just, oh. just double check. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what, okay. So. Yeah, that's oh, oh yeah. So that was the guy that you didn't like for Simon. I didn't like um, Keller in the third round. Uh, now mm-hmm. this yeah. this might turn around like a definite upside uh, wing eligibility. Just signed a new contract. I think it was a bit high, but, but again, like Simon has tends to have this like consistent draft strategy where they where there's he doesn't take the lottery tickets. He takes the sure things. So it was hard to yeah. find something that I was critical of. Honestly, I don't think Keller's that bad. Um, I guess I could note Frank Kuz surprised me in round 10 just because he was the only guy whose name I didn't know that was drafted. Literally had no clue who he was. You didn't know either? Not a clue. I, and, and then so I said Frank Kuz, and, I, and, then I, and then I was like, I said to Simon, I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then he's like, goalie. And then I... And then I just thought about his team, 
And I was like, oh, it's probably the handcuff in Colorado. I'm like, who the fuck is the backup in Colorado? Yeah. And I didn't know. And then, of course, now it's this guy. Um, the immortal Frank Hoos. I don't even know his fucking first name. Frank? Yeah. Fr- it's Frank Hoos for me. I have Frank, no Frank Hoos? Yeah. Uh, Frank so, Yeah. That gets honorable mention. Uh, what'd you have for his uh, draft grade? So uh, I got him as a B plus. Okay. Like his draft, actually, because as as much as I didn't like Johansson and have no clue who Frank Cruz is, <laughs> love Teravainen, love Teravainen, yeah, and I, I like think Backstrom in the late second round is incredible value. Yeah, that's you can set your watch to Nick Backstrom. It's uh, I've from a guy that's owned him for at least ten years. It's uh, he's not like the sexiest, but man, he's you can just. It's he's steady, consistent, right? Steady Eddie is nice. He, he's uh, consistently healthy as well. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I give Simon a B. But so so again, we're we're pretty close in our uh, in our grades there. Uh, let's move on. We got uh, we got. Let's go to Josh Nielsen. Okay. What are yeah. your What are your Nielsen. thoughts there? That's it for me, Chris Kreider. Uh yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris, what's that? His best pick? That was his seventh, I believe. Okay, uh, that's his seventh pick. Um, all right, uh, that was his seventh. Chris Crowder, you, you, why do you like that one so much? I'm hoping you're wrong. Chris, so if you're looking at Chris Crowder, when he had nobody, he scored 28 goals. Yep. Now he has Taco coming in. He's got Panarin coming in. He's got... You know, he's on power play one. The guy's going to take on easier competition, easier deep pairings, because Panarin's going to have to take up the first first pairing. So that just opens up more opportunity for a 28-goal scorer who skates. Like, he's one of the fastest guys in the league, and I don't think anyone, like, I don't watch a lot of Rangers games, but when you do, like, the guy flies. So he's likely going to get 28 again. And probably a little bit more, maybe closing on thirty. Like uh-huh. sixty-five points for a seventh rounder is is as a winger and somebody who brings like penalty minutes, yeah, and lots of shots. Like yeah, two hundred and thirty-eight shots. That that's pretty good. Pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, did he, he had a he had a pretty horrific injury a couple of years ago, but he's bounced back from that pretty well. Was, was it his Achilles or something like? Didn't he come? It was his lower body. I know that much. Yeah. I thought I thought it was his knee against his knee also, but uh, it could be his Achilles. Yeah, he plays. Uh, I've always liked him, but he plays a, a little bit reckless, which is part of his uh, appeal uh, of of his game, but potentially makes him a little bit injury prone. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm bullish on the Rangers. Uh, I just don't want him to be taking too much uh, ice time from uh, from from my boys, you know. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, you're, yeah, you've got Taco, right? So if Taco's doing well, Kreider's got to be doing well. I hope so. I hope so. It, if, if that's what it takes for Kako to do well, I'm I'm all aboard. Uh, I really liked um, Tom Wilson from Josh in uh, round six. Uh, now, part of the reason there, you know, you could call that a bit of a goon pick, but I feel like in our league, or no, I should say, no, in the real NHL, the, the idea of the goon is uh, is just being phased out of the league. So right. these dudes that, that pile up PIMs, and, well, it's basically fighting, is, is, down, is down a ton. So um, if you can 
which makes pims sort of harder to come by. I feel like so there's not there's not too many players out there where where they can actually have some fantasy value from a production standpoint and and then pims. So his situation, Tom Wilson's situation, uh, playing with. Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. He seems to always play with Ovechkin, either with Backstrom and Ovechkin or Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. Uh, that's that's a great spot to be in, even if he's you're you, you might be punting power play points a little bit there. But uh, he was a, I believe, a first round draft pick in the NHL and a real good player in in, in junior. Um, so I think that there's a nice uh, nice value there. Also, he missed almost like a quarter of the season last year. So his, his numbers are a little bit not reflective of his total potential. So round six, Tom Wilson, and he's a fucking man rocket. Guy's a stud. So, well, yeah, everything you said, like I couldn't agree with more. We had him last year. Yeah. So what do you think? The piece to to him is as long as you know that you're going to get, like that he goons when the when the the date counts, i.e. like not what Evander Kane did during the preseason. Right, he's gonna win you a week off penalty minutes alone. Like he's going to win you like at least two or three weeks off penalty minutes. Like he, he does it by himself. Yeah. So and the other piece is like he's gonna score twenty goals. So twenty goals, like 150, 200 penalty minutes front, you know, front line yeah. line one guy for six rounds. Like I agree. Like that's a great pick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who uh, who didn't you like from uh, Joshi? Uh, for me, worst pick would have been Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I have written down too. There you Brendan go. Brendan Gallagher's third round it was a, a little too high for my liking. I agree. I agree. And it, it should be noted that Joshi didn't have any picks in the first two rounds. So Gallagher was actually his first selection Very of the draft. Pick. Yeah, I wouldn't, and and that's why I wrote that one down as well. I I wouldn't want to hang my hat on that as my first guy. Um, yeah, what what don't you like about Galley, the Vancouver boy? It's you know for kind of the thing that we we're talking about, um, like Kreider gets shot and Tom Wilson gets penalty minutes, and you know they get twenty goals or twenty five goals. You got them in the seventh and eighth round. Like Brendan Gallagher, maybe gets twenty goals. He, he, like he's kind of like a utility player. Yeah. Like you don't really pay for a utility player in the third round. Totally, totally. With your first pick, like in the like that's the other piece to it. Yes, um, I agree. And, and Montreal, uh, I don't know. Like I feel like they're not going to be that strong. We'll see. We'll see this year. But, yeah, round three seemed a little bit high for me, too. Um, I also had wrote down Sorelli, but he's already dropped him. So, yeah. but, yeah. I didn't really look at the guys that, that, that are already dropped or anything. But, uh, but yeah. Well, uh, what would you give Squashy for uh, for a grade? So, I gave him a C. And I, I like the later parts of the draft. It's just, you know, your first pick is Gallagher and you don't have a first or a second. So, again, I do I did great on lack of higher-end picks. So, he kind of ends up on the lower end for that. I also gave him a C. And I I, I uh, echo your, your thought process there. That's basically what I went. When I was sort of grading Josh, I was like, should I give him more, more credit because he didn't have 
those picks, and then I just sort of I just went with what I wrote down. I was spending too much thought on it, so I was going with first instinct. But yeah, we both agree on 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 a C grade for squashy. Uh, okay. We're gonna get there eventually. Yep. Yep. Um, now let's move on to Smoles and Cam. Smoles and Cam. Yes. Okay. Who did I have there? Sorry, I'm just kind of looking through my notes here. Sure. And there we go. Panic in Detroit. I because I, I went. I, I kind of marked it down based off team name, and I'm like, oh, what's their team name? Right. Uh, best pick. I actually marked down round five for them. <laughs> Me too. So they had two picks in round five, okay. and uh, I like both of them. Alex Olchenik and Dylan Strome. Ooh, okay. I, yeah, I like those both as well. Uh, Dylan Strome was the guy that I so picked, but 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 let's hear. Why don't you uh, give your thoughts on on, on Galchenyuk, and then I'll follow up on Strome. Sure. So Galchenyuk, uh, it like it's one of those patterns where everyone who leads Arizona pretty much lights it up. Mm. So, you know, you look at Domi and then Strom for like, what, 35 half the season. As soon as they left, they seem to uh, figure it out. And so Galchenyuk, former second round pick, goes to Pittsburgh. So, you know, where who's he going to play with? Malkin, Crosby. It, it, the likelihood is he's going to perform. So right. to get that in the fifth round, could, could he get 65, 70 points? I'm not saying he will, but that, that potential at a fifth round is is pretty good. Interesting. I've never heard this uh, leaving Arizona theory uh, as a as a potential way to bolster a career. But but yeah, you bring up good points with with Domi and Strom there. Maybe it's getting out of Scottsdale area and, and not having access to University uh, of Arizona and Arizona State co-eds and and being able to just get loose <laughs> with them. You know, like the, the, the social life there is just too tempting. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I've I think that Galchenyuk will probably line up with Malkin. Is that sort of how it's looking? Yeah, that's so far. Yeah, we're looking at the lineup right now. He they they're lined up together. And they're I I, I know that Galchenyuk's like background is Russian, but apparently he like grew up in the states. Um, but yeah, he's a third third overall, former third overall pick. Lots of pedigree there. Playing with a countryman like Malkin, who's looking for a bounce back season, and sort of being replaced. Also, Galchenyuk's the guy replacing the guy that Malkin wanted out, Phil. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe Malkin's got a little incentive to make him look good, and uh, yeah, top six in Pittsburgh, not bad, not a bad spot to be. Um, I I really like Dylan Strom. Uh, again, we talk about pedigree. That's one of the best hockey families. Uh, ever in the NHL, the the Strom brothers uh, and and Dylan and and uh, Alex DeBrincat, they played together in uh, I want to say the Erie Ot- I want to say the Erie Otters. Oh yeah, it was it was, it was the Erie Otters. You're right. And uh, they absolutely lit it up in their uh, for, uh, in their junior career. And then once um, once uh, Strom got dealt to Chicago. They were very, very effective down the stretch. Those that that line, I guess, sort of line two, and they and they floated guys in and out of that that combo. Um, but yeah, so I see a big year uh, with Dylan Stroman having all, all all year playing with his buddy Alex DeBrincat. I think that that could be quite quite uh, quite good. And, and round five, I think, is a really nice uh, 
really nice area to get him. I was pissed off. That's always a good sign when uh, when someone get uh, takes a player and then you get mad. So so uh, yeah, round five was strong for Smoles, um, uh, Galchenyuk, and Strom. Uh, who didn't you like for Smoles in in round one there? So the guy I didn't like in or round I'm, I'm one. I'm sorry. No, no. The, I didn't like. I was his like round not one. round one. <laughs> no. What did you like with Smoles? And Cam's yeah, what plate. I didn't like with Smoles was uh, Michael Granlund. Granlund, right? Yeah. So Granlund to me, um, I, I kind of have like a like a club for him. Oh, okay. And he's like, what's that club? Like founding father, founding member of the Infuriating to Own Fantasy Club. Oh. T.J. So, Oshie yeah, also like, a member. That's, that's where he is. What's that? T.J. Oshie is T. J. also... T.J. Oshie is like yeah. the president. It's not, yeah, he's not... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a client, president, he's all of it. <laughs> so, so, Gradlin so, and Oshie. Like, okay, Gradlin's yeah. number two. Yeah, all right. Okay, yeah, he's... So, uh, yeah, you're getting like 50, 55 points maybe. Not very mm-hmm. many goals. Less shots. Not a lot of fantasy, you know, power play points. So, you know, the fantasy relevance is just you know, through the roof, right? Right. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, not really. And and not a lot of sex appeal either. Right. Like, yeah, no, it's just one of those guys. I feel like there's like seven or eight guys in the league that I, that that I kind of mix up because they're just so like vanilla. (laughs) And like, uh, yeah, Granlin's always one of them. I'm like, which one is that one? And there was one that had a brother and yeah, it's a little bit, um, yeah, if there's a flavor more bland than vanilla, I'd be grand. <laughs> ben and Jerry's is developing it right now. Ben, <laughs> it's called it's called Gremlin. <laughs> Dude, just with his big fucking face on the front of the ice cream. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, the uh, my least favorite for Smoles and Cam uh, was Blackwood, Mackenzie Blackwood, who you guys were considering keeping. Um, but yeah, they took him in the first round. Uh, and already I saw that Corey Schneider will be starting game one for, for the upstart New Jersey Devils. So I guess I'm just a little bit, I mean, he could be, he could have that, that he's younger, he's got some upside and may, who knows, maybe he turns into the next Jordan Biddington, uh, for, uh, for those guys. But, uh, for now he's at least in a timeshare with, uh, with Schneids and it looks like he's, um, that, that that as of now they're favoring uh, the former Canuck, uh, so yeah, not my favorite pick of theirs. Uh, what'd you give them for a grade? Uh, so yeah, I got them as a B minus for me. Just no real wild factor to the draft. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, with the keepers they got right, like they don't necessarily need to hit it out of the park, so they're probably looking at depth where they can. But yeah, they're they're it wasn't. A very appealing draft for me, so B minus. Yeah, I gave him a C. Uh, just s- sort of similar to you, uh, that that round five was uh, w- uh, was solid, granted, but but yeah, n- nothing else. I didn't like the Grandland one either. Mantha, not my favorite. Um, yeah, so I give him a I give him a C. But they'll but yeah, those solid keepers will will still put him in a pretty good position for the four time champs. Um, all right, let's move on to my team. The Malkamaniacs. Who'd you like from my team, Derek? And you know what? Feel free to just take your time with this. Really get into it. Go deep. If you've got, like, you want to name four, five, six, seven guys, you know, the the floor is yours. 
So just just get right into it, right? Yeah, so just, yeah. you want me to go round one <laughs> to nine? Yeah. Okay. And okay. Just tell you what. Only I'm, compliments. I'm tell you only your compliments. best pick, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Rue Pink. Oh. Rue yeah. Pink to me, left winger, Dallas, left winger line one for a ninth round. Like that's a huge credit to you. Something you should be proud of. Something uh, I wish we were able to get. But uh, yeah, huge kudos. Going to be playing with Sagan and Radulov. Going to be on power play too. Like the value you got was astronomical. That's a hit. Yeah, I feel good there. He uh, he 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 got called up midway through last year. I think he had he only had twenty two points in fifty eight games, something like that. Cody was teasing me about that, uh, but he really turned it on in the last little run of the of the season. I think he got moved up in the top six and in the playoffs, he definitely was in the top six. And from all accounts, it looks like uh, he, he's cemented in there. And no matter where he lands, if he plays with any of those guys, Pavelski, um, you know, Ben, Radulov, Sagan, uh, he's going to be playing with two of those people. Right. So um, pick your poison. Um, But yeah, I'm happy to get a guy like that, that late. I think that'll be good. Uh, thank you for that compliment. Um, I really liked from my team a sentimental pick. I grabbed uh, my first defenseman. Uh, well, I kept Burns, but my first defenseman drafted was Tory Krug in round two. Um, part of the reason why is because, like I said, I've had him before, and I know what it's like to, to to own him, and he's great. He's just a little guy with like on a fantastic power play. He plays like a minute and a half of every power play. Um, he, he's had a steady, steady increase and he's probably going to year six or seven in his career and he just keeps, uh, steadily increasing his point production every year. Uh, he was injured a a little bit last year, which might, uh, which resulted in a dip in numbers, but even like missing, I think it was 18 games. He put up 30 power play points. So, uh, and it looks like Boston's looking to lock him down for, for a contract uh, extension. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with him there in Boston uh, with a really good power play. So I'm happy with Krug. Yeah, very. for me, that was my number two favorite pick for you also. So oh, having nice. him as your number two D-man is, is a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, who didn't you like from uh, my draft? And it's okay. I can, I can take it. I can, you, take can you take it? it? You got, no you one's got perfect. The, the no one's perfect. For it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, so it wasn't one particular guy. It'd be one particular round for you there, MR. Uh, we're looking at round four. Oh, round yeah. four for you were Kemper and Grace go off the board. Um, uh, you know, that were those the best picks? Yeah. I, I'm, I, no, I don't think they were the best picks. I don't think they're the best options with the people available for you. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you'd necessarily disagree considering you, you, you know, you're smart enough to step away and get some air. I think there's a little bit of a shouting coming from the halls as you left. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Round four for me was uh, your downside. Yeah. Uh, Grice in particular, I was fucking real mad at myself about. Uh Kemper, a bit of a reach, granted, but because I kept Taranta, I felt like I had to. Um, Now, I don't even really like Kemper that much. He's like kind of a career backup, and he's had little flashes. Like I remember in Minnesota, he had a little run there when Dubnik was hurt, or that's sort of how he's made his mark in the league, um, which is certainly nothing I'm 
that excited about. Uh, but he definitely filled in nicely for for Ranta last year after uh, they shut him down for the whole year. He had a very nice year statistically, and and Arizona made it like the the uh, the last forty games of of uh, the year last year. Arizona was quite good, and Kemper was a big part of it. So that was a reach for Kemper, but it was really because I kept Ranta, and yeah. lo, and lo and behold. Uh, Ranta not traveling uh, with uh, the, uh, the team for game one of the season to Anaheim. So Kemper is going to start game one. Uh, Ranta's banged up. He's got, he tweaked something, uh, which is awesome. You want to hear that from your keeper that uh, played 12 games the year before because of a lower body injury. That's fucking awesome. Uh, but thank God I have Kemper. So I'm disagreeing you with, uh, uh, with you with the Kemper pick because for me, I think it made sense. But... The grace was fucking god awful, and it made me even angrier when you guys took Soros. I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I've had Soros for before for 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 a couple of years now, and and it's like I've been hanging on to this guy to for with the thought. I even kept Crap. him last year with that he'll he'll overtake Rene. I'm waiting for that horrific Rene injury, and then Soros is a fantastic keeper, and I. Somehow ignore him and draft Thomas fucking Grice in for the Islanders. Like it still bothers me to talk about that. So yes, agreed. That's my worst pick of the draft. I'm I'm glad we're in agreement. That I'm means- glad we're in agreement. Nonetheless, though, it was still a good draft. Like you did a good draft. I I, I graded you a B. Yeah, so, I gave like, myself a C plus. Not very many people got a B. I gave myself a C plus. Wow, yeah. you're harsh, harsh yeah. critic. A little bit, you know. I expect I expect a lot out of myself. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I why, guess why did you give yourself a C plus though? I think it was because I started to like when I was doing my analysis of the best and the worst. I I got to that Grice one again, and I relived that whole sort of uh, 20 minutes of me picking them and then regretting it and then looking at them. And then I looked at all the players below Grice and I really beat myself up some more. And then so I just... Right. Maybe if I relook at it and I just take Grice out of the equation, it's probably a pretty good overall That's, draft. Honestly, you need to take Grice out of the equation for that one. Because, yeah. like, honestly, some of your picks are, are spot on. Like, I loved your, like, Zibanejad to, to stack with Panarin. Like yes. that's a great pick. I'm, yeah, and, and I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say you take him with the fourth overall if you don't have Panarin, but you do have Panarin, so him and him and Panarin are just going to light it up there. Yeah, you're and you're right. If I did not have Panarin, I guarantee I would have taken Forsberg with that pick. Right. For so sure. I'm just hoping. Uh, yeah, it seems to be a bit of a trend to to, to stack a little bit in our league, but. You know, if that's what it's got to take, then and and it's quite fun. It's quite fun when you have a team that that, that you're stacked on. You know this from from uh, back uh, before you traded all your Philly players a couple of years ago. But when you look yeah, at, yeah. But, but when you um, maybe you're busy, maybe you're uh, out with the misses. Who knows? But then and, and then and then you look down at your phone and and you sneak a check of the score and you see that that Philly's winning six four or the Rangers are are, are winning five two. And just that that little moment before you click on the box score, because you know, you know there's juice in there, and it's yeah, just boom, 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 boom. So it's kind of fun, um, but yeah, I, I, I guess a decent overall draft for me. 
Um, let's finish up with you guys. Uh, well, all right. Yeah, Degenerations Fetch, the, our, our, our final team to, to, to do the analysis of the draft here. Um, what was your least favorite pick of yours? Uh, so our least favorite pick, and I'm still going to stick with it, he would uh, be the only guy that we dropped, and that would be James Van Rienstijk. That oh. was uh, that was a that was a brain fart right there. Um, don't know what we were thinking. He was waiver bait for sure. So to take him in the seventh was bad value. I didn't see that you dropped him. That's wow. You dropped the seventh. Oh, we we, we dropped him. Not afraid to cut bait. Holy shit. No, we cut we cut bait right quick. That was that was a poor choice. That's uh that's a skill being able to recognize a mistake and and not sticking with it. Just out of spite, a lot of people have trouble with that. Um, me being one of them, uh, but yeah. <laughs> what? Why are you so down on JVR? Is he hurt or what? What's his deal? No, I mean that's the thing. He's not even hurt, and he's playing on the third line. So if he's not even hurt, and he's playing on the third line, and he's playing power play too. So he's not even getting the op- so he's literally playing with when he comes back, Nolan Patrick. So Nolan Patrick and James Van Rienstijk are going to do nothing together. Yes, uh, and and we already talked about what we didn't like about Nolan Patrick. Yeah, I I've owned yeah. JVR in the past, and he is uh, he he could be a member of uh, of your prestigious club. Uh, he's probably put an application in. He might be accepted. He's uh, oh, infuriating to own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got that sort of upside. Like he's. Good goal scorer. He scores all his goals from about three feet in front of the net, but not a lot of assists. Um, right. And yeah, he he has that high pedigree. He 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 was an earlier. Uh, I think he was drafted second overall in the NHL. But yeah, he's a sort of a frustrating guy to own. So yep, you you cut bait there on that. Um, yeah. Now, as far as sorry, that was your worst, right? That was our worst. Yeah. yeah okay. Who do you have there? I have now. I I, I want to preface this with I thought that you guys had a very strong draft. Um, now, the one that I'm critical of uh, is Hurdle in round one. Uh, right. Partially because I thought you should have taken Forsberg. Now. Right. Uh, and and then it made me wonder. If you, because I remember you guys had back-to-back picks the previous year, and you and you loaded up on Panthers, so I thought maybe what you, I thought the Meyer was a really good, strong pick, I, and I was targeting Meyer before I knew that, before I knew that uh, Forsberg was available, I was like Zabanajad or Meyer, who am I going to take there? Do I want the stack or or do I go with Meyer? I I, I really liked uh, Meyer's. Um, position eligibility so I like that one uh, but then you go with hurdle following up now you got the stack potential so there's that but I thought that it might have been wise to go with Forsberg there I think I was just so in love with Forsberg um, what was the yeah. thought process for yeah. you guys on, on going back to back sharks so the back to back sharks is exactly the the uh, stack potential. Okay. So our first our, our target was Meyer. Our target was Timo Meyer, 100. percent That's who we wanted. That's who we zeroed in on. Uh, and our initial thought process was, um, you know, whoever is available. And like, 
to be honest, Forsberg wasn't even our, our, our next choice. I can't remember who we had, but we started to zero in on like the stacking component and just seeing how like hurdle was playing right wing. And he had like, he had at some point all three positions and they took the tent and then they took the left wing away. So he was like center right wing. And then we had Meyer as right wing, left wing. So just their utility and then playing together on the first line. And then the more we were reading up on him, the more we were hearing like hurdle getting, 70 points and Meyer getting 75 points and then doing it together. So going back to, you know, checking your app and then hitting that box score, seeing Meyer and Hurdle together was tempting for us. Yep. I, yeah. And I can see that. And I, I, like, I don't hate it. Hurdle's great. Hurdle's a, a really talented player. Um, so that makes sense to me. I, I, I just had a hard time really finding a pick. I didn't like, to be honest. So there you go. Um, what do you think was your best? So our best pick was the one that pissed you right off. So I, this is the only goalie pick I chose, and that was UC Saros. And the only reason I say that is um, I honestly thought he'd go late first, early second round, and so we didn't even think about him. Like, like he was out of our minds. We didn't have a second-round pick, and we didn't realize he was still available till later in the third. So to have him come in the drop to the fourth to us, like that for me was my favorite pick. It's an absolute steal, absolute steal that 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 low, and the amount of goalies that went ahead of him, Thomas Grice, for example. Um, yeah, and <laughs> Soros has he's consistently since uh, coming into the league, he's uh, been chipping away at starts from from Rene, and Rene's getting older, right? So it's right. it's sort of I, I really feel that I mean. Renee's their guy still, obviously, but one injury away um, from 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 that being Saros's crease. I guess you could say that about anyone, but that's a good Nashville team. Uh, and also, like e- even if Nashville wants to potentially save Renee for the playoffs, I think you could be looking at maybe like a oh god, like a fifty-five percent, forty-five percent timeshare split. It's possible, and, and yeah. In, in which case, that is a really nice goalie to have. Um, you could always dangle him as well as a nice little trade piece to Michael Clark, who might get desperado and, and want to handcuff his guy. That's a, that's a factor, too. Always an option. Always an option, you know, depending on price. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I really liked, well, I have two, well, I obviously like Soros. Um, but we've sort of talked about him. I really liked uh, P.K. Subban in round three. Uh, I think that that New Jersey Devil team is going to have a great power play, and I don't see any competition from him on the on the blue line in New Jersey. I don't really think Willie Butcher is going to be uh, taking up too much time of, uh, of P.K.'s. And thinking Nashville, that was a bit of an issue, and why his stats were... Um, lower than than maybe normal uh, as he lost uh, ice time on on the power play uh, on that crowded blue line there uh, to Yossi to, to and Ekholm and Ellis. Um, but yeah, he's the man there in New Jersey. That's a talent, talented team. They added a shitload of talent to that team. Um, so getting him in round three, I think, is a really strong pick for you. Yeah, honestly, like we have... 
I'm not normally a huge component of taking D-Man early. Yeah. But at that pick, like, Subban was hands down the highest rated player. So uh-huh. it, for us, it was a no-brainer that, it, that we take him. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also really like uh, honorable mention for you, uh, Nazem Kadri in round 10. Um, recently, uh, well, he'll be sort of the second-line center in Colorado. He was traded for Tyson Berry in the offseason. Uh, Who we also drafted. Yes, yeah, so you got Barry and, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I didn't think about that. You got both those boys. But yeah, you, you guys are, are, are definitely well aware of uh, what it's like to own Kadri. Um, you get that, that, that mix of the grit and, and the stats, a little bit of power play. Um, he's, he's in the prime of his career. Round 10, that's, a, that, that's amazing. So uh, good job with that yeah. pick too. Hey, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. we're we're pretty happy with our draft in general. Yes, um, yeah. So that about that does it. That does it. We we That's did it, it all. Yes, uh, I think what we're gonna do here, um, we're gonna break this into two podcasts. So uh, just break it down. I might do six and six. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll just put it all together. Fuck, who knows? But uh, yeah, just give it to them in seven minute increments. <laughs> just have one team at a time all week. One one team at a time <laughs> once a week. I mean, maybe, um, but yeah, uh, that 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 was really good. Thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, to to come on the Degenerated Podcast uh, and uh, doing that that homework. I'm sure the league appreciates it. Feel free to chirp back at either Derek or myself um, about our opinions. Um, we can Please take more it. So Mike. Yeah. We're big boys. We can take it. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. And, uh, all right. So, uh, best of luck to everybody in, uh, except for Kevin Dufa. That's who I'm playing in, in, in week one. Uh, and until next time we go.